Welcome to the Carrier's Edge podcast, number 64. I'm not going to sing the song. I don't feel it. Okay. What song? When I'm 64. There you go. That's all we get, is it? <laughs> I was trying to sing it before and I can't get that. I mean, I'm not in my, I'm not in the headspace, so I have a lot of bad notes. Well, that is a good way to begin our season though. Yes. A new season when of podcast. I get older, losing my hair. There. <laughs> this is the person Jane who said she wasn't going to sing. Uh, I am Jane Jazrawi, co-founder. You sure you're not Paul McCartney? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> you sound like um, Paul McCartney. I'm going to make you restart this podcast in a minute. So stop interrupting me. What do the kids say? Interrupting cow. Moo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Jane Jesrowie, co-founder of Carrier's Edge and the recipient of much abuse, I may say. And with me, unfortunately, is... And Mark Morell, other co-founder of Carrier's Edge. And I feel like I am the recipient of how, the abuse. How are you abused? What did you do? I just sang a little bit without warming I wasn't up. I was abusing you for the singing. What? You're abusing yourself for that. So you're the recipient of your own abuse. <laughs> okay, then moving on. No one wants to hear that squabble. I think that's about the only about, thing people tune in for. And actually, I think most of our squabbles are about who is the most hard done by. Yeah. I think it is. And it has started since we had kids and we were fighting over who got more sleep and I, as the parent who was, you know, giving up more of her own body for the children, it, I think I should always win that. You know that I'm going to put a soundtrack under that little <laughs> bit that's all sad violins. <laughs> you do. You do whatever you want. If you, have the, uh, if you have the time and mental capacity to put violins under my uh, extremely uh, I tuned worthy cause... And I was thinking that the people listening to this, our employees, are probably the ones that are the most hard done by. They are probably so. Apologies to everyone. Having to sit through this in meetings. Uh huh. But they've already we described what we did and showed them pictures of what it looks like. So now that they can actually picture it as they, they can listen. picture us squabbling through the glass door at each other. <laughs> yes, because if you haven't heard, the way that we do this podcast is through a glass door. Um, I am outside the glass door in a beautiful makeshift booth. Uh, as I'm surrounded by fabulous audio, um, black foam, that's uh, audio foam or sound things. I don't know. And uh, yeah, and I don't have any room and I shouldn't actually knock any of these walls in the booth because then bad things would happen. And I look through glass French doors at my wonderful uh, business partner. I actually made your booth bigger you. this time. I Did opened you? it up. Yeah. I don't want to touch the sides no, it's because fairly, it's fairly secure. Really? And they're all propped up. Oh no, this side is not. This it's side could leaning, fall. It's leaning against the table. You'd have to push pretty hard. Okay. Well, don't. I'm not going to try yeah. and push That'll it be down. How we because <laughs> just like a big bang and that's the end of the podcast. That'll be sort of the end of the season. You crash the place. <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, like a Who concert. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about actual subjects. Well, I was hoping I would think of some while we were doing this. Um, no, you haven't thought of any. Uh, there's always. Didn't stuff you to think talk of about. something in the car earlier? I always have things to talk about. Yes, you better because that's of your all, job. This is our first episode back after the summer. So, did you have a good summer, Jane? Did you enjoy your summer off? Oh yeah, there was a summer in there. Well, well we stopped doing podcasts for a couple of months. I don't know. If I that don't counts know. As summer. Okay, so we so, had a hiatus. The I had a high. Yeah, hiatus is better. Um, there was a pool. We swam in it every once in a while. We actually did travel. Yes, we which went to is... a movie. We went to two movies. <laughs> two movies. We also went to British Columbia, mm -hmm. which was beautiful and fun, and I enjoyed it. And we went to a resort um, up in northern, well, not northern Ontario, north of us. Yeah. What Toronto of, people call northern Ontario, yeah. which is really the center of the province. Yeah, it's not even, like, I think if you drew lines to divide it into quarters, I think we might be at the first quarter line. 
Yeah. There's so much of Ontario that no one ever goes to. Well, people go to it, but just not the usual GTA population. Anyway, we went to a uh, a resort, which was also really nice. Um, nice getaway. Um, did some canoeing, did Ontario things. Did not paddleboard, but watched people paddleboard and thought, nah, I don't want to do that. And then we went to BC and did some much more fun things. Yes. And thought, hmm, if I could paddleboard in BC, that would be cool. I probably would. <laughs> but now we're back and we have gone through the long weekend and had some breaks and now we're back at it for the fall and ready to hit the ground running. So, you know, what I realized um, earlier, I don't know, about an hour ago, is that I'm trying to get some edits to one of our courses out. And I've done the edits kind of as fast as I possibly can because I'm kind of behind on this and time crept up on me. And um, I need to get them translated. And I need so I need I need the updates translated and voiced and put into a course and I need it. My target is October 1st. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Because no. as I was writing a message to our translator, who usually does turn around things in a, you know, pretty quickly, I realized, oh, here's a due date. And then that week after, we're going to Vegas. Yeah, we're not going to be around. I know. I totally, I totally, I think I can... Well, let's see, because I could probably send out the audio and get the audio done by our other French audio uh, person. Well, if that's the due date, that's his translation due date. Mm-hmm. Well, he can send it back and then I'll have him come up and do the voice after, after we get back. I know, but that's it's when I want... It's still not going to be October 1st. Yeah. yeah. But if I do send it out, or if I get Tiffany to send it out, it could yeah. happen Possibly. by the first week of October at least. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So September is going to go by quickly. And I think our main subject for today will be the reasons why September is going to go quickly. And that is best fleets to drive for and the craziness around this program or the two programs that are running at the same time. Exactly. Because nominations open and the overall awards are being handed out for last year in the same month. So, yeah, we have a lot happening. Normally we have craziness getting ready for the convention and we still have that craziness. And in some ways it's kind of weird and sort of worse because normally we announce the top 20 in January and then it's pretty much steady work prepping for the convention, the overall winner announcement and all of the stuff that has to happen around that. And it's kind of done in like, let's say a 10 week or 12 week period from sort of January through the convention in March. And what happened this year is that a chunk of that just got sort of parked because the convention was pushed to April. And then even then in April, we were like, yeah, this thing is not likely to happen in person uh, because COVID is still crazy. And uh, unsurprisingly, then it got pushed to September. So everything like really not only to get parked, it got like packed in a box and put in the storage unit because everybody's thinking we don't have to deal with this for months. Now, now those months have gone by. It's like, <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah. what do we have to do here? So the trophies are all done. That much I know. Um, the plaques were done. Plaques were all done and distributed. Oh, I just realized we have to remind people we to bring to remind their people plaques. Two weeks in advance. Yeah, remind people to bring their plaques, which is different. Normally we hand out the plaques at the convention, yeah. but we have done that already. So we have to get people to bring their plaques with them. We have to prep the various announcements and the the script uh, that you're going to have on the prompter. I'm not saying that, that you're going to read it, but it's going to be on the prompter for you uh-huh, to ignore. Uh-huh. And uh, I never ignore it. I don't you know don't where totally you get that. I don't. I may add like one line. I may just do a little quip or something like that, but I read it. Or skip something or whatever. No. I'm fine with it. The, the prompter script is just sort of general ideas for you. It's a suggestion. Yeah. No, I read that thing. I just read it so well, you think I'm just making it up. There we go. It's just so smooth. I am. So we have all of that stuff to prep and we have some new people that are involved in it this year as we keep getting new people from our staff involved in different parts of the program to learn how it all works. So they have to come up to speed. Oh, we also have a breakout session that we're doing at the convention (laughs) about the best fleets data. So we have a from whole last lot. year. Yeah, from last year. And actually we put the slides together in the spring. So I hope I remember what it was that I wanted to say. Well, that's sort of our next thing after this is to prep for that because 
we have to do uh, a recording for it tomorrow. And that means that we have to actually look at those slides and remember what it is we wanted to talk about or find something else to talk about that's more topical that still fits on that slide. So that's, that's really all we have to do. Say something that is meaningful related to the Best Fleets program and fits against that slide. And just as a, another point, um, we will have, so Mark and I are going to be going to the convention as normal, but we will have uh, Chris, Chris Henry and Tiffany Kansian, who uh, you may have heard me mention on this podcast. She is going to be down there for her first time. So now that you've heard me mention her, like pretty much every, every podcast, you may want to come and meet her. Because she's fabulous. Chris is also fabulous. And but they both people, were involved in the interviews as well. Yeah, so. and, pe- and people know Chris. Yeah, so. and this was sort of, after you do the interviews and the scoring, this is kind of the final part of it is seeing how the award uh, gets handed out and all of that sort of stuff. Yes. So that's been very good. Uh, it's very busy and it's kind of, it's going to be nice to have it sort of finished and wrapped up, but it is kind of weird because now that we have started the next edition of the program, it kind of feels like old news. It's like, why am I talking about information that we collected last year? Especially because last year we started the program earlier than normal because we thought we were going to be announcing everything like in January. So So we were doing those interviews sort of at the height. Well, not the height. I think the height of COVID had passed, but we were in that gray area of Lots of things are locked down, but trucking still is mm-hmm. operational. And how is everybody doing this? And is anybody getting sick? And, and actually, what I noticed is during the interviews, at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of people getting sick. But at the end, like we sort of at the end. Oh, yeah. We that was when we that were really getting hit with it. Yeah. But it wasn't until the end when when people were really getting um tired of the lockdown and yeah, things like that. Yeah, the interview period last year, well, yeah, it was September and October. Uh, it was earlier, two months earlier than normal. Yeah, and it was October, November, I think, when one of the, well, there was a big wave. Mm-hmm. So now, like, people talk about big waves and I don't even know where mm-hmm. they are or, you know, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? <laughs> like, what's the... And it basically, it's come down to, in Canada, you pretty much wear a mask inside if you're not at home. And outside, And there's it's a lot kind of, of outside places where people are wearing masks because it's close enough to the indoors or it's... There's too many people around. enough that, yeah, if you're in sort of downtown areas, you'll see people just wandering around with masks on outside. Yeah, up here, not so much because there's more space. Mm-hmm. Like, we're north of Toronto, but um, uh, we have been pretty accustomed to masks and the convention is going to require masks because that is the rule in where are we going Vegas Clark County Clark County yes because they're they have a rising cases so everybody's going to get to see my awesome masks mm-hmm. yeah I was thinking about getting carriers at branded masks and I thought of it too late well we might have them for MCE at the end of October yeah we're gonna get I, a- yeah, I was looking at those we have to discuss that. I have it on our agenda for our meeting tomorrow. Okay. I think we should. I think it'd be nice. We don't have shirts or anything like that. So having the logo on our face, it might just, you know, twig people that we work there. So we turn the logo into like a where our mouth is and make it like a weird <laughs> a smile. Smile. Carriers. It look like smile. a bizarre toothy <laughs> smile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes me laugh for some unknown yeah. reason. But oh, yes. Yeah, so we're starting to my get concern, back in shape with my the cons- convention. My concern about masks is that if we get masks and I have to wear one, will it fog up my glasses? Yes, I think that's a safe assumption that a mask will fog up your glasses. Because the mask that I wear right now does not. Mm. There's a siren going on outside, which is distracting me. Moving on, we have a lot of work to do. Yes. So convention, we're getting ready for that. And uh, everything is sort of put together as far as we can see. The reception, Best Fleet's reception, which is always one of the high points for me, is going to be outside this year, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Uh, I think we still won't be doing the same level of networking and schmoozing that we normally get to do because we can't hang out very closely with people and you have to keep distance and 
going to be a lot of elbow bumps and whatever those other awkward moves are that people yeah. make instead of shaking hands. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I find that it's hard. That is much harder for me than I thought about greetings. So mm. I'm going to have to get in the practice of it because when I'm on stage doing the awards presentation, oh, yeah. there's a couple of places where I shake hands and I'm going to just automatically do it. And I'm going to have to not Might be do different it. when you're on stage. You have the sanitizer on your podium and you just go through those motions after. But at a, at a trade show, you're just so in the habit of yeah. shaking hands or receptions. And yeah, it's going to be sort of that elbow bump. But it occurs to me that so many people in trucking are so tall and you're not, you're going to get that elbow in the head like 20 times a day. But then, you know, if people are breathing COVID on me, it's going to be above my head. <laughs> you're better. So you guys can yeah. just breathe on each other and I'll just be below it. Yeah. So that'll be good. The advantages of being short. Yeah. I'm just thinking about what it looks like when you have a reception where you have a mask mandate. Well, <laughs> uh, Chris is in Indianapolis right now at the ATA safety conference. So there's and there no have map. They have a, a reception and a banquet happening there. But they have um, no mask mandate. Yeah, I don't think there's many people wearing masks. Yeah. Oddly enough, for a safety banquet, <laughs> they don't they don't think that wearing a mask is the safe, prudent thing to do. Yeah, the but the on the other side, you know, the um, cases are mostly the unvaccinated, and we are all vaccinated. Yeah, that's true, and you don't know how many people at these events are vaccinated. So. Yeah. So we will see. We will see how it mm-hmm. goes. We You'll will be tested within an inch of our lives. We have to get tested before we go down. We have to get tested before we come back. Yep. So we will, be tested. Yep. We will get that fun, yep. fun, fun time. So we, that's coming up. So yep. by the time we do our next episode of this podcast, that will be finished and we will be doing our sort of wrap up and we'll be able to tell everybody how it went. The official pictures will be posted and their Flickr page will be up there with everybody smiling and having a great time. So we'll be able to do this uh, podcast and explain what really happened behind the (laughs) scenes. What was happening after that camera finished? How mad was I at person X? (laughs) You know, just random people. How many people did uh, co-attend the event and uh, how busy was it? All of that. And how many times was the overall winner exposed <laughs> and uh, I, you know, but you I seem to have been the. With COVID. Yeah, I. Well, the thing that always stresses me right out is whether or not someone has written down the name of the overall winners and put it on a prompter, oh, unbeknownst God, yes. to me. Yeah, that's what. That's the thing that makes me absolutely crazy. Yeah. But we didn't write it down at it's all not in the this year. Script. We made it very clear that it should not be in any of the slides. Uh, we don't want their logo posted. We don't want anything. We don't want any, we don't want the AV people to know who the winners are. Exactly. Yeah. Because those AV people, every single time they put that slide up way too early. Well, they when they do, re- they do rehearsals as well. So when they yeah. do the rehearsal, they're putting it up and, and they don't lock the door so anybody can wander in. Yeah. Drives me crazy. I hate it when I walk in early and, you know, I see, <laughs> I see the name of the winner. I was like, no. And that, that happens to the safety awards uh, because they always have sort of a backup prompter halfway back in the um, in the audience. So anybody in the front half of the room can turn around and look at that backup prompter. Yep. And in the safety award, they put the name of the winners in it. And you can see it because the person reading it reads it slowly to try and build up the suspense and all of this other stuff. But you look, turn around and look at the prompter and there you see the winner. And all the people on stage know who it is because they can look at that back. They can read the prompter too. But also they have the slides where they have the winner's logo and it's, they see uh, people on stage, see the next slide that's going to appear for the audience. So they see it in advance. All of those poor people on stage who are not winning the safety award are doing a fabulous job of looking like they are still in, you know, they're still waiting to hear in suspense who the award is going to. Well, some to. of them do a less fabulous job than others, I've realized. Because now that I know that it's on that prompter, I've learned to kind of watch their faces. And you can tell <laughs> the moment that they read it. And then they kind of have that sort of, their face drops and then they put on the fake smile. Ah, except the winner. Yeah. He's yeah. always Garth, so. <laughs> <laughs> except for Bison. Yeah. Who just has that same he smile? He the same smile. Yeah, it's, it's the same practice smile. So this is what we don't want for our no. program. No, 
we don't want the overall winners to have any sense of it. And uh, we are very careful about that. It's funny, you know, how like the, the things that happen, you're okay. Let me start again. The actions that you take like two months before the convention have such a huge effect at the convention. So whether or not you include the winner's name, you don't realize until two months later, you're like, oh my God, the winner's name is up there. I don't want that. So you have to, then you have to go home after all of the kerfuffle of the convention and then remember that, okay, we are not saying the name this time. And so how many years have we had issues with the name? And then finally this year, we're like, no name. Well, in every year, this is the 13th time doing it. I know, but But we've had that name in every single time, except once. So for the first four years, there was really very little being recognized. So it was year five that we started bringing the top 20 up and doing that kind of reveal. And actually for the first couple of years after that, the overall winners knew who they were. So I think it was about year seven that we started making it a surprise. So it's been about six years of having problems of tweaking this and refining it and changing the stuff. And plus it's a little bit different every year because it's in a different venue and there's a different AV crew and like all of these different processes that are involved. So uh, it changes, but it has taken us yeah, several years to get to the point where we've, we think we've got it ready where it's not going to be spoiled. That little tiny part but there's so many other things like the, you know, where are we putting the winner's plaques? Will the people bring their plaques? Who what knows? What hand do you hold it in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have All it right side things. up, upside down? Well, that's my job to tell them. Although there's a bunch of them who've done it quite yeah. a number of times. But it is kind so. of funny how much goes into those nine minutes on stage. I know. Which is, yeah, nine, nine and a half minutes and we're finished the thing. Now, it feels like it's done in 14 seconds when you're going through it. But when I watch the live stream, the recording of the Facebook live stream after, it seems to be about nine or nine and a half minutes most years. And yeah, so many months worth of prep that goes into those things. So yeah, it's a lot of work. So August and September have been very busy for us in that regard. Yeah, because we're also doing, we're also prepping for the opening. Which is also its own sort of pile of work with a lot of time-based constraints and things that have to be done by deadlines and we now have it open and we decided that all of that wasn't going to be enough for us so we decided to have a whole new best fleets website go live as well and the best fleets website looks fabulous fabulous so you can sign up for the best fleets newsletter Mm -hmm. uh you can see all of chris's podcasts with his little his little title cards which i really like how they turned out Um, so we've had that and that was a last minute mad scramble. Um, so that, I think that looks absolutely fabulous. We can say it looks fabulous because neither of us did it. Exactly. We had other people did it. (laughs) Yes. uh, Our new creative director, Jenny was uh, quite involved in the, you know, what that best fleets website looks like now. And our, I can't remember his title now. John Clark, guy who's been with us since like the earliest. He's like the uh, earliest. Platform Im- technical lead is his title. That's what it is. Yes. But he's been, he's just John. Yeah. Now we have two Johns, which is really difficult. But he's the one who did the website. Yes. The other so. John is awesome too, but he did not do the website. <laughs> Everybody's awesome. <here. laughs> well, the you get kudos and you get kudos. <laughs> Yes, we've had a lot of people working very diligently through the summer on product and programs and things like that. And it's really, uh, it's nice to see it sort of uh, starting to come out and get public. So I feel somehow lazy sometimes because mm. things are happening without well, you were us. talking about how you were off at a resort, you're off on Vancouver Island, you are lazy. You had the whole month of doing nothing. Yeah, I was doing nothing. Laying around your pool. You were making me, you were, yeah. you were expressly telling me not to work. Yes. Forcing you to have a bit of downtime. Yeah. And so. now look how recharged and vibrant you are. Okay. We can go with that. Rejuvenated. Yeah. And speaking of rejuvenated and the best fleets website, the new program is up and running. We are off with the 14th edition. Wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. 14th, la- yeah, yeah, 14th. 14th edition of the program opened earlier this week. 
And uh, it looks like we are going to hit 50 nominees probably sometime middle of tomorrow. Really? Already? Nice. Yeah, it was 45 today uh, when I looked at it sort of mid-morning. Nice. So, yeah, we are off. And not all the usual suspects either. Excellent. Some new people in there, which is great to yeah. see. I want to so, see new blood kicking yeah. out the old blood. Well, we want to see everybody getting in there and, and running hard. Mm-hmm. So it's good. We have one person who's already completed and submitted their questionnaire, uh, which I think after we do our webinar, they'll probably unsubmit it yeah. and make corrections yeah. to it. And actually, one of the things that one of the things we should do the next time we maybe we can put it in the system somewhere is say, make sure you watch the webinar first. Don't submit it. Submitting is great. It's wonderful, but you don't have to until Halloween. Yep. So, but this is not a big deal. No, we can unlock it. Now that we have new features for managing the whole program, it's oh, much easier for so us to nice. unlock it. I think they might be able to unlock it themselves. Oh, that would be awesome. I don't awesome. remember if we gave them that or if we still have to do it. But yeah, it's a lot better now. We so. have had, you know, the the system that we use to track the nominees and where they do their questionnaires and where we, like we put in our interview notes, that whole management part of the Best Fleets program is in this super clunky. <laughs> was super clunky. It was, it was so clunky. It was, oh my God, it was so difficult to work with. And you just were like, okay, well, this this is the workaround. This is the workaround. And you couldn't use, um, you can use Boulder for a while. You can use bullets for a while. And then, and then, but we fixed it bit by bit. And finally this, I guess during COVID, we had some time to actually fix that system. Yeah. Well, there's a few different things. First is that for a while, it was just you and me doing the interviews. So it's really hard to justify putting a developer's time into something that is just going to be the two of us using it for three months of the year. And then we kind of move on to different phases of the program and we don't use it anymore. So it's when we started having more people involved. And last year we had four people, there was four of us that were doing the interviews. And this year there may be five or six people that are involved in doing the interviews. Then it's a lot harder for me to stomach all of the clunkiness and all of the required workarounds. And I feel very guilty about making people jump through those hoops. And you have no guilt feelings over me. Well, we discuss it and we're like, yeah, we can, we can live with that. Or we know what the steps are and we'll go through those, you know, we'll go through those steps in that particular way. Or we look at it and say, well, what do we want somebody to stop working on in order to fix this? And there's never anything. It was always, no, the other stuff is more important. And now a couple of things have happened. One is that we've got more people uh, involved in interviews. So there's a lot more motivation to fix those things. Second is we've just got a lot more staff. So we have people that have some time to actually do this without grinding other things to a halt or causing problems elsewhere. And um, the third thing is we started having some more programs. So we were uh, expanding some of the recognition programs and we've got a, a few different things that we're doing. So we needed to do some work in that part of the system anyway. So you might as well fix a bunch of these things. So we've got a bunch of stuff. So that you is didn't now, do it for me? Hmm. I don't know <laughs> if there's an answer there that doesn't get me in trouble. Yes, of course. I've been stressing about how I could make the time to do these things for you. Yeah, see, I'm a hard done by man. Like I have to wait. And I have to listen to the complaints. I have to I'm hard wait for so long. <laughs> to get anything I want. Again, with the sad string music underneath. Okay, add the sad string music. I'm sure it will be beneficial. Yeah. Okay. So there is, yeah, we have a lot going on because we're trying to, we've hired a lot of, uh, we have a new marketing department. We have, was that like since the last podcast, I think we basically got a new marketing department. Uh, They would have been just up and running around that time. Yeah. They've been, they came, I think, in like May or something. Yeah. So the, yeah, almost, well, nothing has really changed in content, but flat, plat, platform, platform has changed. Marketing has sprung up because we have, um, have more people in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been a summer of, uh, summer of growth. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the last six months, nine months, it's just been steady stream. And so many of these podcasts, I, my, my side of it was, yeah, I'm hiring. Yep. 
going through interviews. And we're not quite done yet, but I don't think we have too many more. We're, sl- that we're we slowing down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we've caught up to where we think we want to be for a little bit. And we want to give people time to get sorted out and figure out how to make the best of these people. Because we've got a lot of people that have got some really awesome skill sets. And we want to make sure that we're oh, making I think best use of those. If you take a look at the Carrier's Edge uh, Twitter feed, I think it's on the Facebook feed too, you may see... Um, a little bit of that. We've got uh, some mad animation skills going on now. So we have some, we'll have some uh, Facebook posts and or other social media posts that'll have some really interesting uh, visuals. And well, the Best Fleets website looks awesome. So that's kind of where we're moving to. So we're we're not depending on my graphic ability anymore. We have a few people who have some who are way more talented than me, so. Yep. So do you want to talk at all about what's changing in the Best Fleets program this year or move on to talking about some of the other things that we've been working on? Well, and along with that, do you remember what we changed in the Best Fleets program this year? Okay, so that is, I do have to admit that I do not. We did it, what, three days ago? (laughs) We did it last Friday, like a week ago. We went and made the changes. So every year we make changes to the questionnaire. We do. To refine it, change the wording, to clarify it. And um, uh, we'll retire some questions that aren't relevant anymore or some other things like that, add some new ones. So I don't think we added all... A lot of new questions this year. I think we massaged a lot of questions. We, we did break some up. We did clarify some things. Uh, one of the biggest ones that I recall changing was the whole professional development section, where for years, starting in the very first year, we had asked people what formats uh, they use for delivering professional development to their drivers. Most of the time, that's just like regular on-the-job training type stuff. And then a separate question was how many days of training did they get? And it's always been a challenging question because on that how many days of training, people have struggles of counting it up. So they would sometimes, um, well, one of the things happened is they focus very specifically on first year only because that's when a lot of the effort and training was taking place was really in the first year. And so then second year and beyond, they weren't really giving us a lot of information. So uh, that was something that we always had to probe. And then we also found that people have sort of different definitions of a day of training. You know, if it was the equivalent of a day um, in the past, and now maybe it's just sort of a document sent out as a PDF or something, they would count that as a day of training, even though it really wasn't that. So uh, it was getting to be more and more difficult to do an apples and apples comparison there and to really figure out what drivers are getting across the industry. So we totally changed that question to talk more specifically about after first year and how much they get in terms of total number of hours of training that they're get that they're getting and how it's being delivered, what models they're using for delivering it. The other change, I'm just taking a quick look at what we've done, is we've reworded some of the compensation questions. Oh, yeah. And I just want to point out, because I just logged into the system and performance and recognition has moved to uh, to the wrong place. So I just have to get someone right. to move it back. We'll have to organize that. But yeah. yeah. We can do that. But um, for compensation, we're clarifying what we're we were still asking for compensation numbers, but we're clarifying what we're what we're looking for. And also with that whole idea of um, guaranteed pay, we're looking at more broad, a broader definition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you ensure consistency in pay? Yeah, that was a, yeah, a good one, which really is what the guaranteed pay is about, insurance inconsistency. Yeah. So it doesn't go up and down so much. But you just reminded me that uh, Chris brought in a really nice metric that he had from his days in the benchmarking program. And that is looking at uh, on duty hours um, and how we're, how many hours on duty drivers have in a year versus tracking the number of miles. So we used to ask for average number of miles and total compensation. And then we would sort of divide it to get sort of a real rate per mile or a sense of how much people were having to work in order to generate that income. But it didn't really capture 
non-driving time. So if people spend a lot of time sitting around or waiting, it really wasn't capturing that nearly as well. So this metric of uh, looking at on-duty time is going to be a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that is in the, in the. I think that's in operational strategy. Uh, that would be part of compensation. Did is we? It? Did I, we still have miles in there? Yeah. Okay. I think so we were going to talk about it because we're we going to move talk to about that. it because we're going to move to it. Yes. Yeah. So this is the first sort of public announcement that we will be changing that. It will be changing it to hours. Start thinking about number of hours, which apparently can be easily pulled from the ELDs. Uh, but I think some of the Canadian people that aren't using ELDs yet may not be able to easily get that right now. So keep that in mind. That's the direction we're going to be going into. Um, Another question that we're looking at is we've changed the, it's the same question sort of is our COVID question because we last year we asked about, you know, how are you supporting your drivers through COVID? And we changed it to how are you continuing to support drivers or Mm -hmm. to support people through COVID And now it's become people have changed the way that they work. And some of those changes are actually going to I think they're going to stick around. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to see is how has working life in the trucking industry changed? Now, I think for drivers, well, for drivers, it's going to change, too. Like, do they go into the terminal anymore? Mm. Or like how how separated are they? How is the communication changing? So I saw an article about one of the top 20 um, that we posted on social media about Prime, who's doing more driver meetings on social media and moving them more to that medium that and uh, and finding success with it. Well, probably not going to stop. They'll probably do an internal in-person meetings. But, you know, if you can do it through social media and reach people, then, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Why, why stop doing that? Um, you know, vaccinations are going to be a real interesting thing. We were talking about it this morning about how, well, actually we weren't, we saw it on, I saw it on the news and I mentioned it to you about how it's going to start costing a lot. Like there, Mm -hmm. apparently what was the price of the, the difference between treating a regular patient, like someone with a heart attack in the hospital and someone with COVID, the difference, a COVID patient costs like twice or three times as much. I don't remember the number, but it's, it's significant. significant. So if you think about that, and it's probably the same in the States. Well, for sure. How much money is yeah, being what's that going to be doing to premiums and things like yeah. that? Yeah. So we're going to see what the effects are. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Um, there is, we also have another question about supporting people the whole thing about matching drivers to fleet oh, managers yeah. and dispatchers. Oh yes. How do you decide? Yeah. Uh, how do you decide which fleet managers are working with which drivers? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. another one. And the, one of the ones that I remember changing, uh, well, a couple, one, uh, one was about schools continuing to dig into what people are doing with schools and are they just partnering with schools or opening their own? That whole sort of uh, addressing the shortage thing of, building your own driver? Are they doing it through a school or are they just saying, Hey, we're going to do the whole thing ourselves. So I think we're going to be very uh, interested in seeing what kind of information comes back from that. Oh, definitely. That's mm-hmm. uh, yep. So we do talk about that and home time a little bit. We have made some changes to that home time question about how many days drivers get to stay when they're home, how long until they're expected to be back on the road. Yeah, so I think in for most of the changes to the like we really haven't added new ones. We've just No, we didn't add that many new ones. We took a couple off. Mm-hmm. People would be very happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's only 108. Oh, okay. It's short. <laughs> oh wait. What? 108 questions oh, is yeah, short? It's short no, it's 110 questions, but oh, I don't okay. remember. I think it was 114 last year. Yeah, I don't recall. It is it's a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So So there we go. The ongoing evolution of the best fleets evaluation program. Mm -hmm. We still have to go through and update the driver survey because there will be changes there, but uh, that doesn't need to be done for a little bit. And that one doesn't change like in length. It doesn't change all that much. No, we may want to add some new 
questions that relate to some of the things we've changed on the company questionnaire so that we can cross-reference, but it won't change dramatically. And we will be doing our regular webinar to explain, you know, how to All answer the questions. And yeah, so if you've done... If you've done the questionnaire for, you know, every year for the last 10 years and you've been to our webinars and you know what it means when the there's questions in different colored text, you probably don't need to come to the webinar. Yep. And uh, yeah, we have to book that and get that out. But although people do like, you know, just hanging out on a webinar yep. with us. So you're well, welcome to a, come if you want. It's a sort of reminder of things and chance to ask questions and all of that sort of stuff. So that's one of the things that we'll need to do next week is get that finalized and start planning for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, the fun never ends. It never does. This year has been like all year programs. Oh yeah. All, all year. year. Yeah. It's been crazy. So I don't know what, what we're going to do kind of next April or May when it's actually done and wrapped up and we don't have another one that's in the middle of happening. So it will be kind of weird. And we'll move to BC. Yep. <laughs> So let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what else is going on and what's happening in the content world. Because I know you guys uh, have been cranking out a lot of stuff. I think you put out like four courses just last week and you got another one that you're working on now. Obviously the CSA that you just mentioned. Uh, What else is happening in the content world? Today is the first day in a really long time that nobody wants to talk to me except you. I didn't say I wanted to talk to you. Well, you made me come downstairs for a podcast. So there you go. Okay. But um, everybody is working like crazy on whatever it is that they are working on. So I did three courses last week. They were translations. So I didn't do them from scratch. Uh, Fuel is in French and Spanish. Uh, the CT Pack course is in French as well. Um, I need to do some more Spanish. That's for sure. We also have Preventing Illness that's coming out in French. We have the audio. We just have to put it in. And I think Tiffany's doing that this week. And so in terms of what everybody's working on, there are some new training guidelines for the transportation of dangerous goods in Canada. Um, There's specific, well, I don't know if they're requirements or when they will be requirements, but there's specific ways that the... um, Transport Canada wants you to teach it. So we are rebuilding our core, our current TDG course to match those requirements. And it doesn't really change the content of TDG. It just changes how it's presented. So we're going to have kind of a general awareness module. So like four top, uh, four topic courses, general awareness. And then there's going to be one that's specific to transporting. So you're going to have one as a prerequisite like you do with drug Mm -hmm. and alcohol? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a good idea. So uh, so everybody does general awareness, and then if you transport, then you can take this this other module. That's interesting. You're sort of going through the list, and I'm thinking about stuff that's been published recently, and a lot of it isn't really brand new titles. It's just sort of overhauls of older stuff because as one of the things that's uh, sort of an ongoing challenge is in addition to creating brand new titles – you do have to keep refreshing the old stuff as well because mm-hmm. you have new animation ideas that come up, new best practices in e-learning, new technology that's available, all of that stuff. So, you know, a course is never done. Even even if the content doesn't change, the course still needs to change. Oh, definitely. We are um, we're in the middle of working on defensive driving, which I am so happy about. And uh, we're restructuring that course. I Re- think that that defensive driving course, that's Godot for us. We're constantly waiting for it. <laughs> it's actually happening. Tiffany's on it. Uh-huh. And she's, hey, I've reviewed. I've done more work on that course to bring it towards completion in the last six weeks than I have in the last two years. So it's amazing. And um, we have some really interesting idea. Well, we have some characters. We have some excellent 3D animation. Uh, We're going to have options to Are we doing new animation or are we using the old ones that we had from before? No. Bernice she's doing new animations. So she's just done the left turn. And we're talking about... um, 
doing different views. So have a driver driver's view, oh, overhead right. view, yeah. uh, side view, mm-hmm. so that you can choose the different views. Mm-hmm. So I need to talk to you about that because it's video. That's video heavy, and so we need to figure out how to make sure that it's not going to be too laggy. We can find a way to make that work. Yeah. So anyway, just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have. Um, <laughs> Our new um, transportation specialist, Rob, has uh, discovered the roundabout question <laughs> and uh, ah, yes. and ended up uh, having a little chat with John Farquhar, who is who helped me out the the last time we had the roundabout question when when we were working on this course. And because um, there's no actual rules. And I think we talked about this in another podcast. Last there's, time we were working on this. Yeah. We like there's, there's no there's no set rules for how the tractor trailer should move through a roundabout, especially a two a two lane one, even though there's rules for cars, but there aren't set rules. They're not written down for large trucks. So went through that again. And so Berenice's um gonna do the do the animation for that as well uh but her animations are amazing Uh, she Mm -hmm. like she's done a lot of animations for some of our um some of our courses already so she's done them for we're working on an inspections course for auto hauler and um so she did some for that uh so much nicer when you can do 3d animations of a truck because you don't need to go out and take photos you can just have Barney say, can you have the rendering? Yeah, can, you, can you do this for me? Flip it over and yeah, know, that's for drug and alcohol, which is our just released a revamp uh, that's just been released. That's what I did for the intro. Is we have a um, a bottle that turns into like the is overturned, and then the shadow of the truck turns into a bottle. Mm-hmm. So the truck's overturned, shadow turns into a bottle, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. So what we're also working on, so defensive driving is being worked on, um, transportation of dangerous goods. We have a new uh, pallet jack course that's in sort of halfway done. I'm just uh, talking to Herb Transport to get um, to get pictures for that. I'm working on CSA. DBG. What else are we doing? Auto hauler. Where are we at with that? We just need to get some confirmation yeah, from... Yeah, nearly finished on that. That's inspection. Yeah. yeah. I need to... Basically, the next step after this confirmation of some content that we're doing is to go to audio. Um, we're also doing kind of a sequel to harassment, violence and harassment. So the incident oh, investigation, yeah. um, incident response... We're doing a uh, we're doing that course, uh, and we've got the storyboard done. We're just getting it's just being reviewed right now, and that's a lot. Yeah, and drug and alcohol Canada. We're doing a drug and alcohol course for Canada, which doesn't have the the FMCSA regulations in it. And um, Michelle, who did the U.S. drug and alcohol course, is working on that as well. That one may not come out for a while because it's kind of a it's like a backup course. So she's working on other things. And when she's not working on that, then she goes back to drug and alcohol. We also have sexual harassment, uh, the California rules that's in the works. That's been in the works for a while too, but it's kind of move. It's just being reviewed by a California lawyer. So, so anything that's coming in the next three weeks or so, what, what are your sort of top things that are coming next? I'd like to have CSA, the revamp of CSA mm-hmm. done in the next three weeks. Yeah. And, some of these are big projects. Incident response, I think. Okay. Uh, preventing illness. French will be well, out. You just put a bunch out. So I'm just curious if there's anything else that's sort of new or you're kind of going into a lull while you finish the building. Yeah, I'm in a lull. That's why so no one's October, talking to me. October is going to be a busy yeah. month for new releases. Yeah. 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 And that's when you said, you know, can you give me a schedule of new releases? And it's, it's tough because they are clumpy. You know, it really depends yep. on, you know, where we're at with every single course. And it also depends on how long the course is. So TDG is huge. Yeah. Defensive driving's huge. Drug and alcohol was huge. And, you know, you have all these little, like the walkie course, the pallet jack um, course is going to be much smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, CSA is much smaller, so it shouldn't take as long. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But more content, the longer it takes. 
Yeah. So that's what we've got on tap. Um, and for you, for platform, what um, have you got? I, well, the platform team has been spending a lot of time doing kind of plumbing updates. And I know this is something that's sort of been off and on for a while. It's been a, a big project for a while that we're sort of come to the end of and we moved into a new phase, which is taking care of, I guess, using the analogy of a house before we were fixing the foundation. And it got to the point where as, as we grew, there was so much, so many users and so much traffic in there that the foundation wasn't able to sort of keep up. And the foundation has been fixed and now we're sort of moving on to expanding the interiors where now we're renovating the main floors and things like that. Or building additions, I guess, might be a better analogy. Um, I'm running to the end of what this analogy can really do. But it, it, uh, it's <laughs> Are we redoing the floors? We were doing a little bit of renovating the existing rooms and a little bit of building some uh, additions because we've got some new features that are in the works, some big new things that I'll be talking about at the next uh, the next one probably. And also, it's without getting too technical, taking the core system and chopping it up into smaller kind of individual pieces that all run on their own, which allows you to be much more scalable and to have a much better user experience. So one of the challenges that we have is with so many people in there using this thing now, sometimes there's some areas that get a little bit bogged down and sometimes of the day where it's kind of slow because of what somebody else is doing. And I absolutely hate that. So by chopping it up this way, we won't have those kind of bottlenecks the same way. Uh, it'll be much more responsive no matter when you're in there or how many other people are in there. And the technical term is microservices. Refactoring and it's a strangler effort to break it up into microservices that are deployed in a Kubernetes cluster. There you go. <laughs> that's as much technical stuff as I'm going to uh, talk about on this podcast. So I think we should probably wrap it up there. Okay. After all, what can follow that? If anybody wants to look up Kubernetes, it starts with a K. Yeah. <laughs> and it's somebody's uh, name. And I won't tell you. I know it's not. It's a, it's a Greek word for pilot. Oh, really? I thought it was a name. Well, it's a Greek word for pilot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't tell you how to spell it, so you'll be looking it up Isn't for it, a while. It's like Kubernetes, right? N-I-T-E-S? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. You're sending people on a wild <laughs> goose chase. <laughs> Greek word for pilot. Yes. So there we go. And why we may discuss on the next podcast, because we're out of time. We are. So. Thanks for listening, everybody. And have a great day. Thank you.